Hey everyone, and welcome back to Any Crack with me, Shannon Callahan. Welcome to episode three. I don't know why I sang it, but felt right. This is episode three, recording three. (laughs) I am feeling very confident this will be the one. This episode, I think, is actually going to be an easier one to record and like a quicker one because it's just, it's, I don't, I mean, they're all kind of straight from the heart, but this one, I don't really feel I need as much planning for. I can just kind of talk about my experience and like the logistics of what's happening and then boom, done. So I'm going to jump into it in a second. I don't have any clarifications or corrections for this week because I'm perfect. Um, the only thing, if you want to know, if you have been wondering, what does Debbie think? If you don't know who Debbie is, Debbie's my mom. Yes, I call my mom Deb, Debbie, Deboroni, Deboring, Deborah. That's just, that's our relationship. Debbie told me, I was talking to her on the phone the other day, and she told me that I do not sound like this, how you're hearing me now. I don't sound that way when I talk to her. She said very vehemently, very confidently (laughs) that my voice is not as soothing when I talk to her. So make of that what you will. But that's the only kind of feedback I got this week was that. So we can put the, the radio voice thing to bed, I guess. I do have one and this is it. So you know, there we are. Um, the question this week, question number two, is about visas and work permits and all those kinds of things. So I am going to give a background of the permission that I came here on, the permission that I'm currently on, and then what I'm looking for. And I know the person who wrote this question, like I know her working situation and like living situation and all of that. And so I don't know if she put it in as a joke, but I actually think it's a really good question for people who are curious about like what it takes and what it like what the logistics are for moving to a country. Now, obviously, like I can only speak about Ireland. Actually, I can speak about France as well. But like just to give kind of an idea of like what it entails to move abroad a little bit. So the question was, grab visa is about to expire. Any recommendations on work permits, Irish work permits? So when I arrived here in September 2018, I got a stamp in my passport that allowed me to be here for 90 days. And within those 90 days, I had to register with immigration. I had to bring them a bunch of documentation that said that I was going to Trinity College full-time as a student, and then I got the stamp two, which is a student permission. I want to say I'm going to try really hard here to be good about when I'm talking about stamps, I'm talking about permissions, I'm talking about immigration, and then when I'm talking about visas, that's employment. Um, They're separate things, like they're not one and the same. So like currently, I don't have an employment visa. I just have an immigration permission. I have a residence permit and I have a stamp in my passport that says that I'm allowed to be here until a certain time. So it's it's two separate things that you have to do for when you want to stay here longer term and stuff like that. But for 
the three years almost that I've been here, I have just had to deal with immigration. So it's that's kind of a sidebar, but it is and it's like very kind of nitpicky of me, but I think it is kind of important to note that there is a difference um, in case you're like Google searching and stuff like that. So I went to immigration. I actually went to immigration on my 90th day because it was so difficult, so, so difficult to get an appointment with them. I literally had to wake up at like, or I had an alarm set on my phone. I shouldn't say I had to wake up, but I had an alarm set on my phone for 10.30 and 2.30 every single day looking for an immigration appointment to get to show them all of my documents to get this stamp in my passport and this residence permit. It literally took me two months to get the appointment and then the appointment was for the last day of the the stamp date that I had gotten when I first arrived. Now there have been a lot of issues that year that I it wouldn't have been the end of the world if I like had gone beyond my 90 days because like they knew that it was really really backed up getting people appointments and stuff like that but it was oh my god it was so hard and I was thinking about like how when I studied abroad in Paris for my undergrad I had to do all of my visa stuff before I arrived in Paris so I had to go to the French consulate and like have my meeting in the U.S. and then I had to like give them my passport and they sent it back to me with my like visa in my passport and so when I arrived in Paris I just showed it to them and that was that it was the opposite Ireland was like don't you don't really need to do anything before you come except for just like print out like an official letter saying that you are enrolled as a student full-time so that you can when you go through immigration at the airport they like can stamp you proper and you can be here for 90 days whatever so that was very different and really I thought it was going to be so much less stressful doing it once I had arrived it was my first lesson of Ireland which is there's no admin here like there's no admin this is not an an admin focused country at all no no if you want stuff done efficiently I'm so sorry but you've come to the wrong place (laughs) I'm so sorry if that's rude but it's true um especially coming from America where we're so anal and type A and like really aggressive and it's like the opposite end of the spectrum it's like too much admin in the U.S. to then like minimal admin in Ireland like it was such a my first culture shock I suppose but anyway so when I went to that immigration meeting I got a stamp two permission and that allowed me to be a student full-time for the year of my program so my master's program was a year That's part of why I picked it is because it was I only had to pay for one year, (laughs) to be honest. But so that uh, that stamp allowed me to be a student full time here for a year. And it gave me permission to work 20 hours a week when school was in session. And then if there was when there was kind of the Christmas break and the like the summer break, I could work 40 hours a week. And that was essentially the permission. And that's just kind of for the U.S. I know that there are if you are coming from certain countries you have to get like re-entry visas and things like that fortunately the U.S. it's pretty straightforward you just need this one stamp and that was that and then one of the great things actually I have to say that Ireland has is they do have this graduate scheme so after my first year when my program was finished I became eligible to apply for a stamp 1g permission and that's the permission that I have now and the whole purpose of this scheme is to give you 24 months in total from the time you get you know kind of your new permission 24 months to look for permanent work in your field 
that you had just completed the program and so you get um, rights to work 40 hours a week so you can work full-time all of the time you can't work your for yourself you can't own your own business or anything like that but you can work and the, what are the other stipulations of it uh you can't you can't avail of any social welfare so like I have private health health insurance instead of being able to be on the public health scheme and then I have normally I wouldn't be able to collect unemployment if I were to be unemployed now they did make an exception for COVID they did create a pandemic unemployment payment and I was eligible for that so when I lost my job because of COVID I was able to get that kind of social welfare because of extenuating circumstances but typically I wouldn't be able to on the permission that I have right now and then the hope is essentially you can then apply for a different permission this the stamp one and you can be eligible for an employment visa so that's what I've been working towards the past two years Now, because of COVID, I will tell you right now, I have had, I've never had actually so many rejection letters in my life. And obviously not all of it is because of COVID, but the jobs right now for museums and cultural institutions, that's kind of where I've mostly been looking because that's like my field. That's the work that I wanted to do when I completed my program. They've been closed for most of the past year because of COVID and a lot of them are publicly funded. So it's not, you know, this booming business industry in the pandemic or not even in pandemic times there's not a lot of jobs it's really competitive no matter a pandemic or no so it's really hard to break into in general um and then it's just made worse by the pandemic so yeah it's just like I've been trying really hard but I it's super competitive so it's been really difficult to even get called to interview for jobs that are like full-time permanent kind of jobs as well like There's a lot of temporary contracts at the minute that are like six months and stuff like that, but there's not a lot of permanent work going. Now, my hope is that in the summer, as things open back up, hopefully kind of for for good, you know, knock on wood, we never know what's going to happen. If we've learned anything through the pandemic, it's that we really can't predict anything. But hopefully, you know, they're open back up and a few more jobs will come up. It'll be less competitive and you'll have fewer people applying for jobs that are way below what they're, you know, like they're overqualified for. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. And so, and actually with the Stamp 1G, so basically I had to renew it after 12 months. So I got it in, so I basically, I got my first one 2018 through 2019 was Stamp 2. And then 2019 through 2020 was the first year of 1G and so yeah in the in November of last year I renewed my stamp 1G for the second 12 months normally at that 12 month mark if you don't have a, a permanent position when you went for interview I remember I went to a meeting at Trinity about the graduate scheme I remember them telling me like keep every rejection letter you get keep every call for interview every you know everything that you get from the places you're applying for because if you don't have something after the first 12 months they may ask you when you go to renew it for the second 12 months why you don't have a job and you might have to prove to them like all of the ways that you have been trying to consistently apply for work so I have a folder in my gmail of all of my rejections um but I didn't actually end up needing that because 
due to COVID, they weren't doing immigration appointments in person. So I just had to send them a few documents, fill out some stuff online, and then kind of submit it and send them my passport. And then they sent it back with the new stamp and the new residence permit. So kind of like, in a sense, lucked out that way because I didn't have to read through them like a hundred rejection letters, but um, better for my mental health maybe. But typically that's something that you might come across. And so my 24 months will be coming up in November. They have been, because of COVID, extending people's expiration dates. So people whose visas are set to expire currently, I believe it's been extended through September. I'm hoping that they do it again because even if in November things are opened back up more, the past year and a half like has still happened and so my ability to find work has still been severely, severely tainted. Like it's just been so hard. Um, Like I have a job, I work in a bar in town, but like to find one that qualifies me for the employment visa that I need to stay here longer, like that's, that it's been really, really difficult to find that work. So we'll see what happens, but fingers crossed for me, guys. Light a prayer candle and all of that. What else did I want to say? Oh, so like, yeah. Okay. So what's the next thing that I'm trying to do? I'm trying to get an employment visa. There's a few different kind of employment visas. There's like a critical skills one, but that's, I don't have the skills that are on the list. It's a lot of like IT stuff. Like I don't have that. I just don't have it. And then there's a general employment visa, and that's the one I'm trying to get. And there's a lot of stipulations for it, stuff like you have to, the job that you get has to have had it advertised for a minimum of four weeks, like on a public forum, so that like Irish people and EEA citizens were able to apply for it first. So this is actually why my current job doesn't qualify me for the employment visa, because I walked in to that job and asked them if they were hiring and the manager said yes and so it was never really posted I just kind of asked there's also a list of jobs within various sectors that are ineligible for the general employment visa and so you have to be careful when you're applying for jobs to look at that list as well Um, there's stipulations about how much money you have to make in the role and if you don't make that money like there's other stipulations and then there's Ideally, your employer is sponsoring you, but what what do you do when your employer doesn't sponsor you? There's still an avenue for getting it, but it's just then that much more difficult. Lots of rules around this general employment visa, and I have to get the general employment visa to then get the stamp one. Like, I have to have a job to get stamp one. So it's very important to get the stamp one because it just gives me a bit more I still have to renew it constantly but like it gives me that little bit more I don't know sense of security that like the 1g doesn't because the 1g has a finite number of times that you can apply for it whereas the stamp one you can renew frequently I think you can renew it multiple times so I'm looking for a general employment visa that's my first recommendation. <laughs> um, and then if that doesn't work out, <laughs> there's two other options for me, it seems. The first one is marriage. Now, I'm not seeing anyone, so I don't really know that the marriage visa option is going to be 
the one for me because I'm thinking of a friend who had a call with an immigration lawyer just to kind of make sure she was understanding everything correctly and she has a permanent position um, and she also has been seeing an Irish guy for a couple of years and so she was telling the immigration lawyer kind of about her situation mostly asking about like the employment visas and things like that and if I remember correctly and I will clarify next week if I misstated but I believe she was told by the immigration lawyer that she would have an easier time marrying her boyfriend than she would getting the employment visa so (laughs) my dms are open guys (laughs) if there's any lads out there who want to marry me let me know (laughs) yeah So we're feeling hopeful. And then my second option is to magically in the next, what is it, like four or five months, earn a cool two million euro. And then an option becomes available to me for a permission whereby I essentially buy my permission. If If you invest... 2 million euro into the Irish economy you can you have a path to to citizenship I believe but definitely you have a path to uh, an immigration permit so my GoFundMe is live if you would like to donate to help me raise 2 million euro to be able to get whatever permission 2 million euro will buy me um, please (laughs) please feel free or you know keep like sharing commenting rating this podcast because if I can get it to take off enough to get sponsorships and like ad revenue and things like that then you know you never you never know two million in like five months definitely possible I've also heavily invested in scratch cards which I don't know why because I literally picked the ones that the max you can earn is 5,000. So not the most winningest, winningest, yeah, winningest strategy. But that, you know, desperate times, guys. Yeah, so those are my options. General employment visa, marriage, or 2 million euro. And you might be asking, Shannon, why are you trying so hard to stay in Ireland? Like my mom asks me that sometimes. And I just, I like the life that I've built here. And it might sound a bit like, mm, like hippy dippy or whatever to be like, it doesn't feel finished, but like I've worked really hard to build a life here and make friends and assimilate. And I am enjoying myself and I don't want to leave. And I know that come November, if my permission has not been extended, if I don't have the employment visa, if I don't have like an option for staying, I know that if I go home, I have a great network, I have great friends, I have great family, but I also know that I would be devastated to have to go home. I just don't really want to be in the U.S. It's hard for me to envision a life there right now. And that's not to say that I want to stay in Ireland forever. I don't know that I do but I don't know that I don't. I just know that I don't want to leave yet. So we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep figuring out what I can do to 
get the visa that I need to get the permission that I need to stay here, but that's kind of what I'm doing. That's really it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Like, I really appreciate the support and all of the people who have reached out and said how much they enjoy it. It actually means the world to me. Like, I'm so, I feel so honored to have such supportive, like, friends and family. So, yeah, that's it. I will chat to you next week. Bye.